Tonight's message is thinking God thoughts. And I am really excited about sharing this tonight. I was going to share this, I don't know, about but two months ago, and Holy Spirit took over, which I love. So I just didn't preach that night, because um, he did, you know, in a multitude of ways. But this is something that is going to be so practical tonight. I have, I have been sharing these principles with a bunch of people over, over the last months and seen so many people transformed. And I, and I was thinking, wow, I cannot wait till I get to share it with you. This, is gonna, this will change you. I mean it. It's going to be extremely practical for you tonight. Uh, I'm going to start with several scriptures um, to kind of just show you where this is coming from. And then I'm going to unpack it a little bit about thinking God, God's thoughts, thinking God thoughts. All right, we're going to start in 1 Corinthians 2, 6, that says, um, it's going to be 1 Corinthians 2, several verses, okay, starting with verse 6. We teach wisdom, this is Paul saying, we teach wisdom to people who are mature. So he's starting by saying, we really can only speak God's wisdom to those who are mature, who really want his wisdom. But the wisdom we teach is not from this world. So he's already given us a clue. We're not going to pick it up from this world's systems, what, what God wants to give us in the way of wisdom. But we speak God's secret wisdom that has been hidden from everyone until now. So it is available. He's making it very clear. This is available to you now. God planned this wisdom for our glory. He planned it before the world began. As Scripture says, no one has ever seen, no one has ever heard, no one has ever imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. This verse is often used to talk about heaven, which is very cool because there are things in heaven that we cannot imagine for sure, but that's actually not what this is talking about. This is saying there are things now that are ours that we can experience things beyond what you could even imagine for those who love him. So how do we tap into that? Goes on, but God has shown us these things through the spirit, through his spirit. So now he's going to describe, Paul's going to start explaining how we can know these things. The spirit, Holy Spirit, knows all things. Can you say all things? Holy Spirit knows all things. This is going to get really good in a minute. If you really believe, he, would you all agree he knows all things? Okay. The Spirit knows all things. The Spirit even knows the deep secrets of God. Ooh, because wouldn't that be included in all things? Right? He even knows the deep things of God. How, how is that so? He explains it here. He says, it's like this. No one knows the thoughts of that another person has. Only the person's spirit that lives inside knows these thoughts. You know your inner thoughts. You're the only one that really knows them. It's the same with God, because he made you in his image, by the way. No one knows God's thoughts except God's spirit. We received the spirit that's from God, not the spirit of the world. We received God's spirit so that we can know all that God has given us. Not someday, not in heaven, but now, goes on. It says, as the scriptures say, who can know what's on the Lord's mind? Who is able to give him advice? They're pulling out Old Testament scriptures where really the, um, the thought is we would answer that, well, no one, right? That's what we would think when we read this. Well, who's, who can know what's on the Lord's mind? <laughs> He's saying, oh, but guess what? Things have changed in the new covenant because we have been given Christ's way of thinking. Many of your scriptures will say it this way. We have the mind of Christ. But sometimes we, that, because we're so literal, we're thinking, well, you know, we've got the, the gray matter that Jesus has. Well, it's actually what it means is, is that we have his way of perceiving, his way of thinking. His reality becomes our reality. That's really what this is saying. I got, okay, that was all one scripture. I have two shorter ones. So that was all uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Here's another one. Do not go along with the way of this present time, this world again, but be transformed. Okay, let's be transformed. How do we do that? By the renewal of your minds. 
so that you will examine God's purpose, which is good and pleasing and complete. So we're seeing this has always been God's purpose. There's something about the renewing of our minds. Why is that so? Why would that change us? Well, you have God's spirit in you. Your spirit and God's spirit are in constant communion. We just read that in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. So why is it that we aren't living in everything that's ours right now? Well, our brain, our thinking, our way of perceiving has some catching up to do. But our spirit can tell our mind and our way of thinking what's right if we will pay attention. It's amazing. I'm telling you, you're gonna, you're gonna, we're going somewhere with this. Just, just hang on. I'm just giving you the scriptural basis for it. One more. 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5. The weapons with which we do battle are not those of human nature, but they have the power in the eyes of God to demolish fortresses. Awesome. That's a good thing. What are those fortresses? It's ideas we demolish. It's right there. Are you seeing how this is all flowing together? What is the problem? The problem is the ideas that are floating through our head that have nothing to do with God's reality. That's what's tearing us up. Every presumptuous notion, like how dare you, every presumptuous notion that's set up against the knowledge of God, against, against experiencing God's reality. And so how do you do this? We bring every thought into captivity and obedience to Christ. This is how we win this thing. And by the way, he's given us his spirit to do it. Like you're already, the deck is, the deck, the deck is stacked in your favor. However, you have a choice. This is free will. This is free will because we have a papa who, who made us with free will. Our choices are really important to him. He wants us to have choices. So we're going to look at this for a moment. I'm going to give you a few, um, few things from Dr. Carolyn Leaf. Um, Suzanne and I have been going through this book. I've been through it before. This will be our second time going through it, but it's so good. It's, it's um, Who Switched Off My Brain? And uh, she's, she's an amazing person. She is a, she is a spirit-filled believer, um, but, but very much in the medical field, you know, kind of, kind of like Dr. Susan, who we've had a couple times. Only hers is really the science of the brain. She's brilliant. We're going we're gonna to listen to her in just a minute, just for, for, for a minute or two. But, um, but here's, I, I just wanted you to know where I was getting this because later on, if you're thinking, I'd like, to, I'd like to know more about this, I'd like to chew on this more. If you go onto YouTube and just, you know, Google or put on YouTube Carolyn Leaf, you're going to get more stuff than you know what to do with, like all kinds of stuff to listen to. And sometimes it takes a while to process it. But here's, I want to read you something uh, that she has to say. Here's, here's a picture of some neurons firing in our brain. A thought may seem harmless, but if it becomes toxic, even just a thought can become physically, emotionally, or spiritually dangerous. Thoughts are measurable. Did you know that? Like we think they're the, the wispy things that just come and go. They are not. That's not how God made us. Listen to this. They occupy mental real estate. Thoughts are active. They grow and change. Thoughts influence every decision, word, action, and physical reaction that we make. Every time you have a thought, every time, it is actively changing your brain and your body for better or for worse. Did you know that? This is hugely important. I'm, I'm basically going to give you a lot of motivation in the next few minutes to want to change because it is your choice. But if you can see why this is so critical and how it impacts every aspect of who you are, you're going to be a lot more motivated to do this. Here is a picture. This is these are neurons, and, and the, little, the little guys up here, um, like are, are, these are little dendrites, okay? This is actually a picture of, you know, these neurons and dendrites in the brain. 
Now, what, what she shows um, in this book um, is, is that the more um, that, okay, this right here might be just a few thoughts about something, okay? Here's a few more. You know, this is when you're thinking about things quite a bit, good or bad. Toxic thoughts, the same bad thought over and over again starts to actually grow. It's becoming a substance in your brain. Did you know that? Look at this. Can anyone say stronghold? If this is a bad thought. If this is a good thought, wow, I'm loved, child of God. That is awesome, beyond measure. That means it's locked in there, baby. However, if this is a really, really bad thought, if this is I'm no good, I, I don't measure up, I fear, um, this is what's called a stronghold. I'm not, I'm not saying this is, please hear my heart on this. I, I understand there's different levels of the words I'm using, but this is, but the Lord keeps going back to saying there's ways, of cha- your brain is what starts to capture. Do we have an, a real enemy? Yes, we do. So I'm not denying that. But I'm saying where the battle is, and we all would agree with this, the battle's in the mind. We know that. We say that. It's like a cliche. I'm showing you that it's true. It is physiologically true. This is another way of saying it is uh, whatever we feed grows. So if we feed and nurture negative and toxic thoughts, then we are cultivating a toxic forest in our brains that will poison our bodies, minds, emotions, and relationships. What would some of those toxic thoughts be? Here's just some of few that I came up with. I'm not enough. I'm a failure. I don't have enough. So that fear of lack, fear of the future. I don't hear God. Any of you ever say that? I don't hear God. Did you know that's a lie? Did you know any of these things are a lie that if you believe them enough, they seem real to you? Because that's the way God made your brain to operate. And it actually impacts the rest of you. I will always have this disease or pain. Again, a fear-based thought. Uh, lustful thoughts or any, or any other of the uh, addictions. Uh, they have a hold on me, and so I'll never change. As long as you believe those things, and the more you believe them, and the more you ruminate on them, and the more you give them space in your brain, the stronger they get. To where it seems like this is a true statement. I'll never change. You can actually believe that's true, and it feels like it's true to you. Before I go on, there's really good news coming. Don't get discouraged. Don't get depressed. There's really good news coming. I'm just trying to give you motive, motivation to want something different. Because you've got to see what's going on in, in order for the rest of this to make sense. We're going to listen to Carolyn for a minute. It's like maybe a two-minute clip. And I give you a heads up ahead of time. I, th- I think she's um, Australian. Accent's kind of hard to hear if you aren't used to it. She's also brilliant and she talks fast. I even tried to write down the script down below after a while. I'm like, I can't. It, would, it took me too long to do that for you. Just pick up what you can. But what she's going to share about is what we just said about this toxicity and how it actually builds up and moves into something worse. And then what we do to try to get free of that, which is not good. Just listen. Let's talk about what this disordered mind is. It is a mind filled with cluttered rogue thoughts. There's a good definition of anxiety, worry, and all manner of fear-related emotions. Sends out the wrong signal down to the level of the DNA. Okay, so I'm tracking for you mental ill health, how it happens, okay? So in the 24 to 48 hours, you think about this thing, it starts growing, it's a temporary memory. Now, day three, you're still thinking about it. On day three, a certain type of protein is released and a group of enzymes, which means the process of conversion from short-term to long-term memory has begun. So now I think about it on day four, I think about it on day five, I think about it on day seven, 14. By day 21, I have built and converted what was short-term into something solid and long-term, a self-sustaining memory. So now what was a discomfort has become a worry. Now I keep on worrying for another 21 days. So I practice worrying about this thing. So 42 days later, my worry has progressed into anxiety and I'm focusing all my attention, ruminating on that. My disorder's increasing because wherever there's those things, glucose metabolism's upset, electromagnetic balance is upset, 
the, um, the quantum energy is upset, it's inflamed, um, our body recognizes that as though it's a virus, so our immune system is reacting to this thing, it's just a big fat mess, okay? So now, anxiety is growing, I carry on practicing using it because I like indulging my, my um, insanity, and I want to um, whine and moan and enter whiny moany land, and I want everyone to listen to my problem, and I'm just gonna think about me, myself, and I, and I'm just not, you're just so bad, it's just so terrible, you're all so awful because you're not spending enough time listening to my problems. I'm being facetious, but this is what we do, okay? And now, it's 63 days, and according to science, I've now automatized that, which means it's now become part of my psyche and it's solid, long-term, that it's now become automatized, it's now a habit. I have now biologically created a toxic pattern in my brain. And now you start, this chaos in your mind, this disorder is growing, so now you start trying to get order back. So maybe you're not speaking, maybe you're internalizing, maybe you whatever, maybe you start cutting, maybe you start controlling your food, maybe you start starving yourself, maybe you start vomiting, maybe you start repeatedly washing your hands, maybe you start constantly checking that the stove is turned on or off as the intrusive thoughts come back in and you do something physically to try and control that thought. Maybe, 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 those are manifestations. Manifestations start coming into your life one, two, three, four, crossing over some more than others, you're all unique. There is no pattern. I cannot tell you, nor can anyone ever tell you that if you have this, you will do that in that combination. What happens is that we have a bunch of stuff that we do in a whole big mixture, and it's things that we do. Those things that are on the wheel are attempts to control and bring order back into disorder. That's interesting, huh? Interesting. Again, God made us this way. In other words, he made us where our free will is such a big deal that if we continually choose to um, focus on the wrong things, um, it actually leads to impacting our whole body in a negative way. Now, if you think about God's heart, which is always for us, because you could listen to what I just said and say, well, that's a pretty cruel God. No, he actually, he's actually giving us signals that something's wrong. Because he's already told us in the scriptures what to do about it. And you can flip all this around. What, one, one more statistic, though, before I go there. This is also Dr. Carolyn Leaf. 75 to 98% of mental, physical, and behavioral illnesses come from toxic thinking. And actually, Dr. Susan would say probably that's in the 95 and above percentile. So it's a big deal. What we think impacts us majorly. Stress, as you know, is stress is awful as far as what it does to us. But as I said, and we'll just use this cute little girl to give you hope now, this is totally reversible. This is reversible. I love that she's looking up because God says, why don't you ask me what the truth is? Because I'll, change, with, I'll help you to change all of this. So what do we do? Here's where I'm going to give you some really practicals, okay? Pay attention, pay close attention to your wandering thoughts. Pay attention. It is, I'll read the rest in a minute. It is amazing to me, and I could do this too, you know, especially when we're driving or doing something where, you know, we're just kind of on automatic, but we're doing something, right? And all of a sudden, you can go 10 miles, you can go, you can go an hour thinking horrible, bad thoughts, and they're just going through your mind, and you're not even, you're not even aware they're just floating through and floating through. What we're saying, first of all, is pay attention. This is step number one. Pay attention. What thoughts are going through you? Okay? Don't let them take you down bad paths. You are not a victim. You have to believe that. Because, again, when these bad thoughts have been percolating long enough and impacting you long enough, that's where that victim mentality comes in. You think you don't have an option, you, that... I'm just, I can't help it. Yeah, actually, you, you can. He's gonna, he's, he shows us how. Number two, stop and say out loud. I, I want to really emphasize using your voice. I renounce this toxic thought, whatever it is. I renounce this toxic thought that I will not have enough. I renounce the toxic thought that I'm a bad person. I'm an evil person. Whatever it is that's trying to grab a hold of you, I renounce that. 
You don't like that word? Great. I re- it's not about the word renounce. It's about what it means to you. I reject it. I don't agree with this lie that I'm not enough. That God's not going to take care of me. Whatever the lie is, say it out loud. Now, we often stop this. We often skip this step. When we talk about, because we've talked a lot of times about proclaiming God's truth over your life, right? Why are we making such a big deal about actually paying attention to the bad thought? Because you might be thinking, well, aren't you focusing on the wrong thing? I'm going to tell you why. This is really important. Those, I'm going to use my two hands here with a microphone. We'll see how I do. But so that you can keep this separate, okay? So if, if this is the good thoughts that you have about yourself that become these dendrites, that become a tree in your brain, this is the I'm loved by God, I'm, I'm daddy's favorite, um, let's see, you know, he's for me, he, he'll take care of me. Those are those thoughts. Over here, the evil, the toxic thoughts, the ones we just read, I'm not enough, I'm a bad person, um, you know, everybody hates me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get sick and die because, you know, just the, the fear that overwhelms you. Okay. How do we reverse this? Every, if this is being the evil thoughts, every time you stop and say, I renounce this thought, I reject this thought, they have proven this. They have proven this physiologically in your brain. This tree starts to shrivel up. Each time you actually take an active participant and say, I don't believe this. It's not true. A lustful thought comes in your mind. You say, that's not who I am. This, I don't agree with this lie. This is, I'm not going to sit and, and meditate on this. You're actually causing this thing to shrink. This thing that seems like it has a hold on you, it's not instantaneous. Are you all hearing me? We all want the instant miracle. No, God wants you engaged with his heart. Matt talked about this last week, right? He, wa- he wants us, the breakthrough, he is the breakthrough. His presence is the breakthrough. So every time you're saying this, that, that bad tree, those bad dendrites are actually shrinking. It's amazing how he's made us. And you stop and you say, what is true is, okay, let's use the, I just talked about lust. If you have a lustful thought, you say, I don't agree. I don't agree with this. This is not who I am. I'm not, I'm not a, a, a wicked, bad person, and these are not thoughts I want. I renounce that. I... I am a, a son who's pure. I, I have Papa's heart. I, do you see what I'm doing? You're growing this tree. And you're doing the, whatever the opposite for you is. Don't make it a science. Like, I'm not going to write a book. If you have this feeling, you renounce it this way and you say yes to this. Listen to the Holy Spirit. We're actually going to, that's the next slide. Listen to the Holy Spirit. He'll tell you. Just, just, just go with the flow. Go with what you know is true. This is not what I want. This is who God says I am. Lord, Papa, who do you say I am? Oh, I'm, you're, I'm pure. I'm holy. You say I'm righteous. I have good thoughts. I treat people with love and honor and respect. This is who I am. This thing grows. It literally changes in your brain. Wild, but true. I'm just giving it time to sink in. Do you see where your part comes in this? Like, you can leave this and go, wow, Brent, that was a great message, and get absolutely nothing out of this if you won't actually go and do this. Because it is your choice. I, I cannot do that for you. So it's time to pay attention to God's narrative. What does he say is real and right and true about you? And agree with it. Ask for help. So here we go. Um, we're going to pray these in a minute. But Holy Spirit has been given to you as a gift. And he, it says in John um, oh shoot, 15, I think. 15 or 16, I think it's 15. But he is, he's the one that brings you all truth. All truth comes from him. So uh, there's the one to help. Ask for help. Holy Spirit, help me to pay attention to my thoughts and capture them. That may seem like an odd prayer to you, but I just told you why that's important. Because if you don't pay attention to those thoughts when you were driving 30 minutes down the road and having these awful thoughts about yourself or about toxic thoughts about somebody else or whatever it is, if you don't actually pay attention to them, you can't do anything about it. They, they start to rule you. And they just add more of these little tree things over here which you don't want. Okay? Number two, the next, next uh, prayer is, help me, still Holy Spirit, help me to discern what are good thoughts and what are toxic thoughts. See, obviously, you have lots of good thoughts. So this is not saying you're a bad person and all you can think is bad thoughts. Ask him for help. What's, what 
what are my good thoughts? What are toxic? Oh, that one, that's a toxic one. And so, you know, some of them are really obvious, like the ones that I've already told you. Some of them aren't so obvious. Some of them he has to say, uh, 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 you may not want to be thinking that one. And you kind of catch yourself. He helps you. He helps you and you go, oops, oopsie. I think I was judging that person and I didn't even know it. Oopsie, I, d- uh, 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 I don't want that thought anymore. I, I renounce that one. You know, what is true is that I love all people because everyone's made in the image of God. Do you see that? That's taking a judgmental thought and going, oop, I'm going to grow this tree instead. By the way, I do this all the time. Do you know that? I, I'm, I'm not all the time, like 24-7. I'm saying I actually practice this. I wouldn't be telling you and so excited about it unless I knew how good it works. It, some people kind of wonder, you know, gosh, Brent, you seem to be happy almost all the time. You're a very positive guy. I like being around you. Do you know it's by choice? More than people would believe. It isn't like all of a sudden, you know, there was this ding, and I was all of a sudden, you know, everything, I just always see the world perfectly rosy. It actually has a whole lot to do with this, about making choices like, nope, that's not a bad thought. That's not going to rule me. Here we go. Here's the third prayer. Help. We're going to pray this together in a minute. Help me use my voice. We're still talking to Holy Spirit. Help me use my voice to renounce toxic thoughts and replace them with truthful, life-giving, encouraging ones. This is what we're asking him to do. Does this make sense to all of you? So, Because I, I, would, I wouldn't like you praying something you didn't understand or agree with. But I'm telling you, this is scriptural. It's from the Lord. It... Um, it's actually very spiritual. Like, you might be thinking, wait a minute. You know, where's the holy, flowy, flowy Holy Spirit stuff right now? This seems so serious. I'm just telling you, this is all the scriptures. And, he, and the, holy, the flowy Holy Spirit thing is how he's going to work in you to actually start capturing your thoughts and change who you are. Uh, it is some people that I have shared this with who have been deeply anxious. Um, this has been a huge part of their freedom. And it didn't take long. It did not take long. It just took choice. It took, um, with the Holy Spirit's help, it took, um, you know, actually choosing this is what I'm going to do. So, but don't try to do things on your own because it doesn't work. (laughs) So that's why we're going to pray this. You ready? If you want to, then why don't you pray this with me? Holy Spirit. Help me to pay attention to my thoughts and capture them. Help me to discern what are good thoughts and what are toxic thoughts. Help me use my voice to renounce toxic thoughts and replace them with truthful, life-giving, encouraging ones. Let's just stop for a moment. Because what you prayed was real. And his answer is yes. So even now, just just say, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you that you're going to help me do this. And I thank you. I thank you. Father, my my spirit's actually been kind of amped about this message for a while because I know what you're going to do when we choose to to, to, uh, partner with you and say yes to your truth and say no to the lies. God, thank you that, that you've made our body so incredibly, uniquely, beautifully, wonderfully, wonderfully made that, that you've, you've wired free will right into who we are and that when we choose to believe your narrative, life gets better and better and better. We see who we really are. We see things around us differently. We go from black and white to color. Whatever the analogy, God, it just gets really good. So Holy Spirit, thank you for your answer, your yes answer to every person in the room who just prayed this prayer. Amen. So here's a question I have. What have you been struggling with lately that you're trying to work out in your brain over and over and over and over and over and over and over again without much success? What fears, anxieties, frustrations, I talked about addictions, ways that you feel like a failure. Um, Hey, Favor, would you come up here for a minute and play just for a minute? Awesome. Because here's what I want to do. We're getting close to wrapping this up. But, oh, yeah. Stairs? Got it? All right. Um, Because I want us to, I, I want actually 
two reasons. One, music does something to us. It just does. Um, and it sometimes frees us up. So however the Lord does it. So make sure her sound's up enough too, Charles. I, I don't want it super soaky. This is, I, I'll tell you why. Because, <laughs> super soaky. Um, because I want us to do this. I know that as I've been speaking this, I know. I know. Because <laughs> I know how we all are wired and tick. That every one of you has thought about something. Mm-hmm. Something you wish weren't a part of the way you think. Again, whether that's the way you feel about yourself, whether it's fears of the future, whether it's you know diseases that you think are going to remain, I don't know. Um, but I want, so I want. I'm asking right now for the Holy Spirit to make that really clear to you, because as favor starts to play, I'm going to encourage you in just a moment to actually speak these out. Um, and sometimes when it's all silent, people are get really you know a little uptight about speaking something out loud, especially if it's more personal, right? So go ahead and talk in your hands if you need to, but please talk out loud. Like, don't do this. This is part of our problem. When we try to do it all inside of our brain, we're trying to fight the battle right inside where all the problems are. And there's something about speaking. You're literally prophesying to your own self. It's amazing how it works. So um, so this is what I want. I want. Let's just pray for a minute. Holy Spirit, right now I'm asking that you would bring to remembrance, bring to mind to every person here something that they want freedom from, something that is not right, some thoughts they keep struggling with, the same ones that keep them up at night, um, the ones that keep making them feel like they're a horrible person. And uh, let us know what that is. Show, Show us, just capture, help us capture that thought. Not because we want to keep it, but because we want to renounce it. And so... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you do this. I'm not going to keep talking you through this. What I want you to do is, is as this music is going, I want you out loud, if, even if it's a small voice, but I want you out loud to, to say, I renounce or I reject this lie and say with that lie that what it is, I renounce and I reject it. I do not accept it. And then instead, this is what I agree with. And, and, um, and let Jesus help you. If you don't know instantly, I, I think most of you will know right away what is the truth because you do know truth because he lives inside of you. But if you need to know truth, you, you don't quite have the words, just stop and say, Jesus, what is the truth? And listen for a moment and then speak the truth out. This is who I am. Go ahead and do that. I'm going to give you a few minutes. Do several of them if they come to mind. more truth, more truth. let's wait another like another minute just see if there's anything else he wants to show you go ahead and take this time renounce several things and and, uh, and ask him what the truth is and speak those over yourself Do you know how much spiritual activity is going on in this room? I don't, we, don't, we don't really quite understand the power of agreement. 
But I'm telling you, you guys have probably heard, you know, places where people say, you know what, the angels are bored because we aren't really engaging with things. They're waiting to have something to do. I'm telling you, this is this is causing the angels to be excited. They have something to do when you agree with truth and when you renounce lies. And I'm telling you, whether you feel it or not, this is not about a feeling thing in your brain at all. You're not going to feel this. But I'm telling you, by by renouncing evil, you know, toxic thoughts, those those dendrites have gotten just a little bit smaller. By agreeing with truth, they're getting a little bit bigger because we saw those pictures. That's what's going on in your brain. Those those neurons are firing off. It's actually happened in this few minutes. Can you imagine what would happen if you live life this way? And because we're all, most of us have, you know, kind of habits of things we do, I would encourage you, find times when you're alone. Shower time is a good one. Car time, if you drive by yourself, brushing your teeth at night. Find certain times. It's, it's best to do this whenever it comes up. Whenever the lie comes up, do it as soon as you can. I understand you might be in front of people and you can't always do it, but I'm telling you, as soon as the door closes, you know, renounce the lie, bring in the truth out loud. But I'm saying it's also helpful those times when you're alone um, just to get in that habit. Just like literally, so you're getting a physical shower, so get a spiritual shower too, you know, just cleansing yourself, right? Check out this scripture here from Hebrews 5.14. Solid food is for those who have come of age, for those who have learned through practice to distinguish good from evil. There it is right there. It actually takes practice, which means you have to do something over and over and over again. Those NFL players that we get wowed at this time of year, guess what? They practiced a lifetime for that. Repetitive, over and over, so that they could shine in one moment. So I'm telling you, same thing. It doesn't sound, it's not very glamorous when you have to, you know, how many times do you have to do this? As many times as it takes. If you get the same lie, the same fear, the same lust, whatever, thrown at you 50 times in a day, guess what? You could do this 50 times. (laughs) That's how often you need to do it. But I'm telling you, when you start to get worn down, you're thinking, I don't want to keep doing this. I'm telling you, it's going to start going away. That battle will get easier and easier and easier. That's the way it works. Here's, here's one more. I want to show you. Yeah. One more verse, and then, then, then i got an amazing video to show you. Ephesians 5. Starting with verse 8 says, You were darkness once, but now you are light in the Lord. Behave as children of light. For the effects of light are seen in complete goodness and uprightness and truth. See, the religious mindset would say um, that, that Paul's writing a bunch of rules and you've got to try to be a better rule keeper. I'm going to sh- prove to you in the next verse that's not actually what he's getting at. He says, try to discover what the Lord wants of you. Take no part in the futile works of darkness, but on the contrary, show them up for what they are. Did you get that? You are light. When the darkness tries to invade you, show them up for what they are. What does that mean? Capture it and bring it into the light. This is how it changes you. Now, this, the beauty of like what Russ and Susan do with so many others, with inner healing, with Sozo, which, uh, and HeartSync, which many of you have participated in with great success. Sometimes we're so stuck. Sometimes one of those dendrite things is so thick, we, we can't seem to see our way out of it. We, even what I'm suggesting to you is really, really hard to do. And so sometimes going to somebody else and saying, would you hold me by the hand and walk me back to some of these lies and and help me hear Jesus, what the truth is. That's why it's so effective. It's so, but they're doing the same thing. They're just somebody helping you to do it if you're feeling that stuck. And there's no shame in that. Like, there's no shame. It, we're, we all get stuck in stuff. So let's do something. Let's get free, right? Because we, we're supposed to enjoy this life. We want the more that he promised us that we read earlier in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. We want that now. Not someday. We want to experience more now. 
And that comes with the freedom that is already ours in Christ as we agree with his truth of who he says we are. Um, a few weeks ago, I, I uh, sent a message out on email. Uh, and I, I think the title was um, Healing Happens. And I shared um, about Alice Hortensius. Um, there's Roland. We love you, Roland, so much. Uh, I shared about Alice, and I shared about uh, Carol Dew, who both had gone on to be with Jesus um, and lost a, a, a battle with cancer. And sometimes that can really discourage us because we see so much healing, and yet there are times when we wonder, how come we didn't see it? Or sometimes even some of you have received prayer for things and you don't see it right away. And I want to tell you that's that whole toxic thinking again can start to capture us. And we've all gone through that where we get disappointed enough and we start believing it's not going to happen and maybe this isn't God's will. And we start believing something other than what's true. And I'm sharing that because I want to go back to what I said in that article, and that is this. There is there does come a time when every single one of us is is escorted home to Papa's home because that's always that is his destiny for us. That is his destination point for each one of us. He chooses when that is. But until that time, healing is the norm in the kingdom. And so every time if we get one of these lies coming that say, well maybe healing's not for today. Maybe God doesn't want to heal me. Maybe it's maybe I caused this. Those are all toxic thoughts. So you get to say, I renounce that that's not true. What is true is Jesus is my healer. He's already paid for this. Healing is the norm in the kingdom. And some people have been standing on that and standing on that for a long time. And uh, one of those is our good friend Tim Carboni over there. Um, who's been suffering illegally um, with MS for a while, for many years. And um, just this last week, something pretty amazing happened. And uh, healing happened is what happened. So I'm going to show you the video, and then I'm going to have Tim come up and, and share. So go ahead and turn the lights down. So, yay, God. Come on up, Tim. Come on up. For those of you who've been praying and loving on Tim a long time, this is a big deal. Awesome. So I asked Tim to go ahead and share a little bit about like what, from his perspective, yeah, absolutely. From his perspective, what happened and where he is in the process. Um, he's he's in a process as healing happens. Well, it's going to be um, we're coming up on a really important date. Uh, um, on November first, going on nine years ago, I was. Um, diagnosed with MS, and uh, the doctors uh, didn't give me a lot of hope, you know. And uh, so coming up on this anniversary now of nine years, we've been looking 
uh, at it actually favorably. Uh, we felt that after nine years that it's going to be like a gestation of a baby, kind of like now it's... And my doctor always, every time I'd go see him, he says, Tim, do you have MS? And I say, no, I don't have it. <laughs> and uh, we've believed... And, you know, I, I'm so thankful for all of you because we're all in this together. As my healing is happening, um, you're all in this with me. You've all been there with me. And the whole Christian church has been there with me. You know, and it's so awesome. I'm so thankful and love all of you. I, thank you. It, it's just been awesome. And what happened last Sunday night is... Um, my son Charlie's been going to BSSD in Eureka, and um, we uh, went Sunday morning, and we talked to, after the service uh, to talk to Pastor Willie Bowles there, who runs this program up there, and he said his wife had died from MS, and um, but she had prayed for many people, and they were healed, and so he prayed for me then, and he said, come back tonight. And uh, we'll pray for you. And so what happened there on the video is um, after the service Sunday night, I was thronged by uh, like a beehive by like 50 plus people. And, and, and I was in the middle of this for a good, I don't know, Julie, what was it, 45 minutes or an hour? And they just prayed and prayed. And then they said, okay, walk. And so what you saw is what happened is that God is healing me. Yes. And, and it's happening. And, you know, and I, I, they asked me, but, you know, I, do you feel anything? And I'm like, no, but I feel a lot of joy. And, and, you know, I was just filled with joy. And the Holy Spirit was right there with me. And, you know, we're laughing in the Spirit and just, but I don't have to feel anything. My nerves, I don't feel my Who feels your nerves? You know, I don't feel my nerves. God heals your nerves. And so, right? And so he's... He's, I'm claiming he's healing me, and he's, yeah. he's making me better, you know, and I'm going to keep getting better. And, and I appreciate your continued prayers, but, you know, what would happen here, and Pastor Brent, sometimes you and others would pray on me here, and I'd kind of have a little, like, spike, and then I'd kind of, you know, and spike. And, but I think this, is, I, this seems more than a spike now. I, it's where, yeah. Yeah, and I'm so encouraged that something's really, really happening. You can see I, I'm walking better. Julia, am I walking better? I mean, you're the one, you know. Yeah, 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 I could get up and, you know, by myself and, um, you know, yeah, you know, praise God, you know. And I feel more strength in my legs and I, um, you know, I have a lot of, you know, after not walking a lot in nine years, I, I have atrophy. I have to, I'm going to try to start working on that and probably see some physical therapists. But, but you know, I really uh, believe God is healing me. Yes. Thank, yeah. thank, thank you all. I really appreciate it. Love you all. We're going to pray for you now. So we're going to pray for Tim now. Um, also, prayer teams, um, elders, overseers, if any of you have uh, words of knowledge, I want to I make sure we, we uh, pray for healing tonight. So just be thinking about that, because I'll ask you to come up and see if you have any words of knowledge. Let's get a few others. I, I, I don't want to beehive at the moment. I, like, we could do that all night over him, but just right now, if there's a couple of you that want to come, we're just going to pray over Tim for a moment. Father, we just want to give you thanks and praise for what... Oh, Jesus, for what you have done on the cross, what you are doing in Tim's body. We thank you, God, for bringing strength into his body, strength into his muscles. Father, thank you for canceling any curse of, off of his body, especially MS. And we just say it has no place. It is gone. It cannot remain. It is gone in Jesus' name. Wow. Holy Spirit, increase, increase, increase. We're saying more, Jesus, more. Perfect healing, perfect restoration to all of the nerves, all of the muscles. Every cell in Tim's body will come into divine order right now. Strength will come back now in the name of Jesus.
Jesus, thank you. Thank you that you're our healer. Thank you, Jesus, that healing is the norm because you paid for it in full, Jesus. These are not just nice sentiments. This is truth to the core. Jesus, you paid for our healing. You paid for Tim's healing. You paid for the healing of every person in this room and of every one that they care about, every loved one that they care about. Jesus, that's the truth. So we renounce the lies. We renounce the lies that healing isn't for today, that, that we're just going to have to suffer with this, that maybe I did something wrong to deserve it. We renounce all those lies in the name of Jesus, and we receive the truth, Jesus. You heal. You heal, Jesus. It's who you are. It's what you do. Father, your kingdom is a kingdom of love and of power, healing power. Whoa. So let me just have, if there are prayer teams, uh, if you would come up. You don't have to have a word of knowledge to come up if you're willing to pray for people. Um, absolutely, if you want to, Joe. I mean, yeah. And, and yeah, Joe and Anna are back. So welcome. There they are. We're, but let's have, let's have uh, some people forward so we can pray. We wanna, I want to think it's really important tonight. Wow. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. So, Father, before before we just see if there's words, I just speak right now. I release healing over your bodies. Wow, freedom. Wow freedom in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus I speak freedom and healing to your bodies to your minds to your bodies and to your emotions in Jesus name I rebuke every disease and illness in the name of Jesus I speak health and healing whoa to your bones to your muscles to your nerves to your joints pain go I rebuke Pain. I rebuke pain. I rebuke pain from your body in the name of Jesus. I command confusion to leave. There's confusion in some of you. And the Lord, that's not for you. That is not for you. Holy Spirit, wow, just blow that away and bring clarity. I speak clarity over you in Jesus' name.